spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. What's up, Hoopball Nation? It's Brandon Marcus from the Hoopball Clippers podcast. We're chatting about an exciting time in Clipperland with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George looking to lead the team to an NBA title. Tune in to hear guests ranging from TV voice Brian Seaman and radio voice Noah Eagle to various beat writers and team bloggers. Follow the podcast on Twitter, at HoopballClips, and follow me, at BDMarcus. Looking forward to having you tune in. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. It's an emergency Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. Brandon Marcus here. Oh boy, one day after recording a podcast, we already have Clippers news. Here we are thinking... We're going to have a quiet offseason, at least a quiet maybe three or four weeks. And then the bomb drops this afternoon that Doc Rivers is out as head coach. Justin Wilson of LA Clippers Film, who we spoke to yesterday, is going to come back on. We thought that Doc Rivers was staying, so we did not touch on that topic. So we are going to touch on that topic and discuss our thoughts and what we think is next for the Clippers. Before we get to Justin, got to quickly tell you about our friends over at Manscaped who provide the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Their third-generation trimmer, the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. We know that you've got to groom You know, salons are closed. Maybe you're taking matters into your own hands to try and get your beard going. Or, of course, below the belt as well. Well, they want you to be covered over at Manscaped. Their water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. And, of course, they have an LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Get that lawnmower 3.0. Take it from someone who's got it and has experience using it. It is beautiful how well it works as just a normal shaving utensil. So go ahead, use it. You'll love it. Thank me later. Let's talk some Doc Rivers with Justin Wilson. Really thought when I said goodbye to this person yesterday that it was going to be a while before we got news. And what do you know? One day later, Justin, we get news that Doc Rivers has mutually separated ways with the Los Angeles Clippers. And when you and I were talking yesterday, we thought it was a done deal, that he was for sure going to stay. All reports were saying from Chris Haynes and the like that he was going to stay. And then this bombshell breaks when both you and I are at work. I was stunned, man. I, this I, this would not have been stunning if it happened right when they lost, but I think now that time has passed since the loss, it stunned the hell out of me. What was your immediate reaction? 
Um, stunning was an understatement. Um, it, it felt like he had so much cachet within the organization that um, this this outcome was just not on the table. Um, from all accounts, you know, we heard that Kawhi Leonard and he his affinity for Doc is one of the big reasons why um, he wasn't going to be let go. And it felt like all of the um, things that the Clippers were going to try to accomplish this offseason centered around roster construction and not necessarily coaching. So this is a um, this is a pretty seismic shift from what we as fans and people who follow the team thought that they were they how they were going to approach this offseason. But, you know, ever since the Clippers revamped their front office, they've moved in silence. And every move that you see from the Clippers, it's happened seemingly out of um, out of thin air. Like when Blake Griffin got traded, there were no rumors prior to that. Everybody thought Kawhi Leonard wasn't coming to the Clippers and he came to the Clippers. No one was talking about the Paul George to, to LAC trade. Um, so it's a real it's a real um, it's a real shocker. But that's how the Clippers front office rolls. And. Um, I guess my immediate reaction is that everything is on the table and I'm really giddy because it just seems like this front office is really going for it. They are they are they they're making no bones about it. They are going to they're going for a championship and everything is on the table and as a fan and as a person who follows the team, I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah. If you want to listen by the way to what we think about the roster and going forward, um, listen to yesterday's podcast. We're not going to go deep into that. We're going to focus really on the coaching here. And I, I want to start with this before we go to who's going to be the next coach. Um, the rumors apparently about the locker room and you and I kind of alluded a little bit in the past to, we don't really know about if they would have traded Trez, how that would have been received in the locker room, but we're not going to go to that yet. I want to talk about Doc Rivers because there's a lot of hate on Twitter right now um, towards Doc and even during the series. And I'll be the first one to admit he was terrible at adjusting to some of the most obvious things that stood out to even us. And you and I said that throughout the playoffs that coaching is freaking hard. But when there's something out there that is so obvious and it comes to Montrez Harrell and Reggie Jackson and the way Reggie Jackson was being played in that Dallas series and Montrez Harrell in the Denver series, something is happening. And Doc Rivers was very stubborn in that regard. But that being said, Justin, for the Clippers to go from the Vinny Del Negro era to the Doc Rivers era and what he did to the team, putting them on the map as a free agent destination, Kawhi Leonard and PG to the Clippers, that would have been laughable probably 10 years ago. He had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, J.J. Redick. He had a great team, there's no doubt about it. But winning in this league is freaking hard, man. Really, really hard. And there are people out there saying, oh, he's overrated. And a guy, Joey Lynn, who I've had on this podcast, and I really appreciate what he does. He does great work, is saying Doc Rivers is one of the most overrated coaches in NBA history. Winning's hard, and Doc Rivers won with the Los Angeles Clippers, and he won time and time again. The playoffs, obviously, were a different animal, and we knew that there were some issues in the locker room with the Chris Paul Clippers, and apparently there might be issues in this locker room with the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard Clippers. But I want to tip my cap to what Doc Rivers did with this team, man, because 
on and off the court. Donald Sterling, that whole saga would have been near impossible for any coach to get through. He did it. He met with people in the organization that were getting crushed by fans that were calling them racists, them being the people that worked in the office, the ticket office and stuff. He went through all that. He met with the the personnel. Steve Ballmer eventually met with personnel when he took over. And he was a guy that led the team through the bubble and all the stuff that was happening. I mean, I'll never forget his breaking down and crying with the racism stuff with George Floyd and how it's happening time and time again. So before we get to the coach, Doc Rivers, and him being fired, let's not slander the man. Let's look back at what he did with this team, Justin. Um, you, you said it better, better than I could. <clears throat> you said it better than I could. Um, I thought he was a really, really good coach for the Clippers. Um, he's probably one of the six best coaches in the league. Um, I, I, I personally think he's an offensive wizard and what he means to the Clippers and the NBA as a whole off the floor can't even be put into words. And you kind of saw it as he, he basically became one of the leaders for coaches in the bubble to, uh, against racial injustice and things like that. Um, so all, all respect to Doc Rivers. He, he's someone that I've admired and I felt like by the end of his tenure with the Clippers, he became underrated as a coach. And you could kind of see that in the way that people are responding to his firing. Um, I, I don't think enough uh, appreciation is being given to his talent as a head coach in this league. And, you know, I, I get it. Head coaching in the NBA is results based. And if you win, you're a great coach. If you don't, you, you're you either overrated or a bad one. And the Clippers fell short of expectations a few times with him as the head coach. And, you know, that this is what happens when that happens. But, you know, all, all praises to uh, Doc Rivers and what he was able to do for the Clippers. Um, the Clippers are not the same organization that um, he initially came on in 2013. And that's in part because of what he was able to do to transform this organization. And whatever we do in the future as an organization, um, the seeds were planted with Doc. And I think he's an underrated coach. I think winning is underrated in the NBA. And coaching in general is too results-based. And there's a nuanced conversation that needs to be had when it comes to Doc Rivers. Um, He was incredibly unlucky as uh, coaching a lot of this Los Angeles Clippers um, throughout his tenure as a Clipper head coach from injuries. And the first year he gets Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, he has to coach under a pandemic and racial injustice in a bubble, right? That this was his first year with Kawhi and Paul George. So I'm not even sure if the Clippers are going to be able to find a coach better than doc rivers, because all of the ones that in my opinion are better than him are, are not available. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where they go um, as far as um, a replacement. I thought that um, how he performed in a bubble was a fireable offense, and um, it seemed to be true. Um, but we, but finding a replacement for him is not going to be easy. 
and um, they're going to have to cast their net wide as hell, and um, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I, I, I'm forever indebted as a Clipper fan to what Doc Rivers was able to do for this franchise and, and the culture as a whole. Yeah, same here. I, I think the culture really important. What he did, he changed this organization from a laughing stock to one that is respected. And it says a lot about Doc that he and the Clippers parted ways and immediately there was interest already from Philadelphia and New Orleans. So don't tell me he's an overrated head coach when two organizations are already reaching out to him about an opening. So let's, and you also mentioned he has 943 wins, two finals appearances, and NBA championship. That's a tweet that you sent out earlier. And he's coached one of the best offenses in NBA history. He really has. And also he is known for being able to get a basket out of a timeout. I mean, there is no one better in the NBA at getting that open look out of a timeout. He was, he was, I tweeted this earlier as well, but he was almost the coach of the year in the league just last season. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like he, he was, he was putting out top 10 offenses with Jamil Wilson, Darius Thornwell, and like Austin Rivers and Lou Williams. You know what I mean? Like that guy is that, that tells you a lot about how talented um, he is. You know, they traded Blake Griffin and still were able to turn out 41 seasons and they were still able to uh, make the playoffs with like Tobias Harris and Danilo Gallinari. And a lot of that is because of Doc Rivers talent as a head coach. Um, he's a really good head coach whose shortcomings kind of increase. A, 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 I, I, I'll let me rephrase that. He has certain shortcomings that, in my opinion, shrink the Clippers margin of error. It did it with Lob City and it did it in the bubble. And, you know, all coaches have um, traits that aren't desirable and for Doc, those traits shrunk the Clippers' margin for error, and it can't, it got to a point where we felt like potentially the first round was in jeopardy, and that shouldn't have been the case when when you're operating at such a talent advantage as the Los Angeles Clippers were in the bubble. So I I mean I can't even I I can't even not justify um, the firing, but I'm I'm really anxious to see how they go about um, replacing him. Yeah, and Mark Stein tweeted, it's still difficult to process that he lost his job 13 days later, no matter how much blame he actually deserves. The reason Doc is a leader of men is an undisputed upper echelon coach. So there's no doubt. He, he really is. He is one of the best coaches. You can look, though, that he is may not be a great playoff coach. And this is now a Clippers team that wants to win titles. You don't go and invest what the Clippers did by trading away draft picks and trading away a future all-star point guard in Shea Gilgis-Alexander to get Paul George and not win a title. And for Steve Ballmer, it's one of those things where if your boss told you you need to improve and he said, okay, fine, and he improved in the Dallas series, but then he makes the same mistakes in the next round, then you got to get let go. And so he gave him a chance to improve. He didn't do what he needed to do in the next round. And so he was let go or he was mutually mutually respect, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it really does seem like, based on what Ryan Rossillo tweeted, he said that Doc apparently was blindsided by this. Uh, he said, this surprised Doc. From what I'm told, he thought he was okay. But this locker room was an even bigger mess than I think we realized. Kawhi has never had to be a vocal leader, and PG doesn't have the respect of his teammates. So that kind of goes back to, goes, goes to my next point. This is now the second Clippers team that has had issues in the locker room. And for Doc Rivers, as great of a coach as he is, and someone that's as great of a father figure to these players, 
he apparently cannot figure out a locker room when it has these butting heads. And you would have thought with what he did in Boston, I mean, Kevin Garnett is a very big figure and tough to kind of rein in, I'm assuming, just a guess. But now you have the Chris Paul Clippers that were a mess with two stars, with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. And now apparently in the locker room, you might have this hatred towards PG. And this is not the first time we've heard about this, Justin. We touched on it a little bit Mm -hmm. yesterday in the podcast about Paul George and the rumors about him possibly being traded and whether he fits in with this team. And so here we go again, where apparently Paul George doesn't have respect. But that being said, it is very possible the guys leaking this information from the locker room are the same ones that you may not see on this team next year. So let's be real about that, because the camaraderie that you saw with Pat Beverly and Paul George, that's not two guys that don't like each other. So I'm assuming that Kawhi and PG like each other based on Kawhi recruiting PG. What's your take on all that? Because clearly the locker room is an issue, but the question is how and what do you do to fix it? Well, I, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. Um, lo- chemistry is not a prereq for a championship. That's that's first first and foremost. Um, we saw the last dance. We've seen the Los Angeles Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. Um, we've seen the Heat win championships while LeBron James was operating, trying to get the coach fired who we now know is one of the best coaches in all of basketball. So I'm not so sure that I I pay too much attention to the chemistry issues. I think chemistry issues become exacerbated when you don't win. And when you don't win, those things matter a lot more. So with that being said, um, it was fairly obvious that it was an issue. And um, I, it's, even, it's an even bigger issue when your star players aren't the vocal leaders, right? If you um if you are uh, in Boston and Kevin Garnett is the guy that will get into everyone's face, he will be loud. He will be demanding of not only himself but his teammates. Um, that figure wasn't with Lob City, and it definitely wasn't with this iteration of the Clippers last year. And so, looking forward, looking ahead, I think the leader of the team, honestly, based on everything that we've gathered, was Lou Williams. And I'm not sure if that is a um if that's ideal. So looking forward, um, you probably hopefully will find a coach that will at least be a little bit more demanding. And I felt like, um, one of doc rivers, uh, faults was that he became too much of a player's coach. And that kind of led to a locker room that kind of, uh, separated at the seams multiple times now. And so it's an issue. It's an issue. I don't know how big of an issue it is, but it's certainly an issue that you want to have rectified with the next coach. So whoever that next coach may be, hopefully he's someone who's familiar with being able to manage high profile locker rooms because um, this is an intense situation. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George can be, be can be free agents after next year. And had they been around longer, Doc Rivers probably still has his job. But the time is now. There's no time to be messing around here. So they've got to get the next um, head coach right. 
And that next head coach has to be able to, among other things, be able to man and control a locker room. But it's so much is in flux for the Clippers because that locker room probably won't even look the same as as, you know, if Doc Rivers is gone, then I'm going to go out on a limb and say quite a few of the mainstays for the last couple of years will be gone as well. Like so who? we'll see. Like who? Um, I think I think guys like uh, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harold, all three are um, all three are at risk. And I think to very varying degrees, but I do not for a second believe that um, it's 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 minor. Like, I think there's a very, very, very real chance that all three of those guys are gone. Those were those were Doc Rivers guys. Um, those were holdovers from um, from the uh, ragtag group that was able to make the playoffs with those superstars. But um, in trying to win, uh, guys like Lou Williams and Montrose Harold, I'm not sure fit. And if Doc Rivers can, if if they if they'll fire Doc Rivers, they'll definitely move on from Lou Williams and Montrose Harold and even Patrick Beverly. Um, I think those three in particular are guys that. Um, you very well may not see on the Clippers next year. By the way, I don't think Lou and Beverly, I don't think either of those guys are free agents, um, if I'm not mistaken. So no, it's, they're it's, not. It's they're very not. possible. Not. I think they it, have one. I know Lou has one more year left on his deal. Right. So what that leads me to, by the way, Lou signed a very team-friendly deal. So what yep. that leads me to is that we have seen this team now make a Blake Griffin trade. They've made a Tobias Harris trade. And it's very possible you're going to see another trade or two that's going to happen. And you're not going to know when it's coming. And you're not going to know who it's for. Because that is how this front office is operated. You mentioned it earlier. We did not know this firing was happening. And this is a front office that does not want you to know what they're doing. And they've done a great job at that. So it's very possible you're going to see a trade or two that may blow the doors off. But it will help the Clippers down the road more likely than not. And... You mentioned that this is going to be a very stressful situation for whoever takes over because you need to win now because you have one year left. You and I have talked about it before. It's very possible that PG and Kawhi leave. I don't think they're going to, but it's a possibility that those two guys opt out and leave and you become a bottom three franchise in the NBA because you don't have those draft picks every other year. You have those draft swaps every other year, and you might lose those two guys. I don't think Steve Ballmer is going to let it happen. I have a lot of confidence in this organization and Michael Winger. I think they're doing a really good job. Um, and Lawrence Frank has been tremendous. So now that leads me to the next question. Who takes over? Because you have Ty Lu, that's apparently a favorite in uh, Clipper circles. He was the lead assistant for Doc Rivers. Sam Cassell is another assistant under Doc Rivers. This is very much a do you go with the guy underneath him and hope that it works? If you follow USC football, you know this happened with them where Pete Carroll left. They went and hired Steve Sarkeesian and Lane Kiffin. That did not work. So the question is, do you hire somebody that's just underneath Doc Rivers in Lou and Cassell? Or do you go and do you make a big splash with a guy like Jeff Van Gundy, who supposedly is very well liked by Lawrence Frank? What do you think the Clippers do? Uh, because this is the biggest move that they're going to have to make outside of acquiring Kawhi. And they already got P- they obviously got PG to go with him. What do you do now if you're the Clippers? What would you like to see? Well, I mean, to, first to your point, um, this is a pretty seismic event here when when you're talking about the Clippers. I mean, they I mean Kawhi Leonard came to the Clippers in part, and Paul uh, Kawhi Leonard came to the Clippers 
in part because he said the words, I want to play for you. Yeah. And and Paul George referred to Doc Rivers throughout this season as a father figure. Yeah. So so the fact that they are um, changing course this early into the Paul George Kawhi Leonard experience is huge. It's a big deal. And that 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 puts immense pressure on them to get this um, coaching hire right. And with that being said, um, I don't I I do not have a feel for where they're going to go. I don't even have a feel for what I would prefer um, just because I think coaching is just so damn hard to evaluate. I mean, there are 30 coaches in the league. But if your name isn't Spolstra or Brad Stevens or or Nick Nurse or Greg Popovich, um, you're 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 really you're really way more talent and roster dependent than one would like to think. So um, I, I I Jeff Van Gundy hasn't coached in so long, so it's really hard for me to get a grasp on what he likes to do. I know he's coached some really great defenses, and um, I would hope that they. Probably, I would hope that the, I'll say this. I hope that they the coach comes from outside of the current Clippers tree. I, I do, I do. Um, I think that they probably, if they're gonna fire Doc, they need to clean house on the coaching staff and they need to bring about um, some new, fresh, vibrant energy. Um, Ty, Tyron Lou, I think will find find his way. He's a fine coach. I think Cassell, um, Sam Cassell, probably deserves an opportunity as well, but. Not here. Not 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 here. I, I would just like for them to find someone outside of who's on their current bench just because you who knows um, how they approach this season. And it, it's it's one of those things where you really don't know unless you're in those coaching interviews. Right. So asking being able to ask Ty Lu and Sam Cassell, what did you think about? this decision or that decision and how would you have approached it differently and those are some things that depending on the answer may make me more open to Tyron Lu or Sam Cassell but in general I would like to see them hire from outside of the organization because someone who's outside of the organization and isn't as attached to the current roster will be more likely to be flexible and malleable to current to decisions because they don't have as strong of a bond or attachment to the guys and I think that's what did Doc Rivers in and I think that's what did did that I think that's what kills a lot of coaches, which is um, they become so um, entrenched and rigid in their decision making that um, they they go down with this. They go down on a sword. And so whoever the new coach is, um, whether that be JVG, whether that be Mike D'Antoni or whoever, I, I would want for that coach to be someone that's um, malleable, someone that's open to change and someone that's not stubborn. Yeah. And this needs to be a basketball decision. This doesn't. This can't be one that you do with your heart, where you, all right, hey, we, we Ty Lue's been a guy that's been with our organization for a while. We're gonna give him a shot. Like there needs to be a reasoning behind all that. And if Lou was one that was in the background saying, hey, we gotta take out Trez, like he's getting eaten alive against Jokic. The numbers show this, and we're gonna look at the analytics. Then that makes sense. Go ahead, and he could be an option. But if he was there with Doc Rivers and he was saying, yeah, you know what? We got to play Trez. Then he's right there with him. You know, he, he was right there in the decision-making. That's not what you want. You need to be able to 
do something that's happening in baseball right now where you need to be able to have the basketball mind or where you need to have like the you need to have the mind on the field or wherever you are and you also need to be able to look at the analytics and what they're showing you the offensive rating of a team with x on the floor and with y on the floor x and y x without y you need to be able to do that and incorporate into the game because numbers do not lie now we have so much at our disposal that we didn't have 10 to 15 years ago, even five years ago. And you need to be able to use those numbers and the analytics because that will advance your cause. And if you're not Justin, then you're not, you're not advancing with the times. And that's the only way that you're able to succeed in my mind in today's NBA. Yeah. And, and to your point, given the success of guys like Steve Kerr, um, guys like Nick nurse, um, I, I'm I'm a fan of first time hires. Let's get let's get let's get crazy here. It's risky given um this current situation um with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but like I think a new hire would be a new hire, a first time head coach, I should say, um, would be more likely to be open to suggestion, open to change, open to malleability. And and that's what that's what in my opinion, that's what I'm searching for because no matter the roster, things in the playoffs are not going to go the way you think. And when you you mentioned earlier that Doc Rivers wasn't a good playoff head playoff head coach, and part of that is because of that, right? Oftentimes, when you are scouted, um, and when you're going up against another good team who who has done their homework as playoff teams do. Your, your first option in how you approach the regular season isn't going to work. So you need to be able to adjust and, and make your roster as fluid as possible. Try this. Try that. Try this guy at the center. Try this at the point. Um, be willing to try any and everything. And I think a first-time head coach would be more likely to do that. I'm not sure if the Clippers go that route, given the pressure of the position currently. But I would love to see it. I would love to see it. Um, I, they won't. They won't go the Becky Hammond route, but I wouldn't mind seeing that happen. Um, I, I, I just, I'm just anxious to see where where they go. But it sounds like it's very preliminary. But it sounds like Jeff Van Gundy has an in on the job. Yeah, I, I think Jeff Van Gundy and Ty Lue are probably the top two favorites right now. And I think Woj was referring to that earlier. I'll I'll leave you with one more name. You mentioned Hammond. If this does domestic violence stuff is not an actual story. I mean, it's, it's a story right now, but if this is not true, then Adrian Griffin, who is the lead assistant under Nick Nurse, is an option. He's coached, he's coached under a couple of really good coaches and Billy Donovan and Nick Nurse. And also he worked with the uh, FIBA 2014 gold medal team. So he worked with some stars like Steph Curry on that team. So that's a guy that could be an option, but he's got some domestic violence allegations supposedly um, that have come out against him. He's still employed by the Raptors, so if that ends up not being a story um, and ends up not being truth, then that could be an option. But those will probably be my two wild cards there. Adrian Griffin and Becky Hammond are two two to look out for. Um, If you had to choose someone right now, and this is the final thing that we'll touch, and if you had to choose someone right now who's the head coach, who's it going to be? I think that if you had to guess right now, I think it would be Ty Lue. That's who I think this team chooses. Who do you think they choose? Um, if I had to guess, you had to guess, just um, give me one name. Who do you think they possibly choose? I'd probably guess Ty Lue as well. Okay. Um, he's the hottest coach on, he's the hottest free agent coach on the market. Yeah. And he was already on the Clippers bench. The Clippers need 
a new head coach and he's right there. Um, and the Clippers can pay him the most. They have that. They have an owner who whose pockets are endless. And, you know, he that was one of the big things last offseason with Ty Lue as far as um, money. And the Clippers can pay him whatever he wants. And I don't know if any other front office and ownership can match that. So if I had guess, I'd guess Ty Lue. But I'm more anxious to see what they do to um, retool the roster. But let me just say that um, Doc Rivers was a great coach for the Clippers. And this is this is a bombshell. This is a bombshell. And the next the next replacement will have like their warts, too. We will be complaining about certain things that they do as well. And it'll ultimately come down to whether or not those warts um, show themselves can play all time and how big of warts those are, whether that be Tyron Lue or whether that be uh, Jeff Van Gundy or whoever. So in my mind, in my mind, um, this was a historic day for the Los Angeles Clippers. And it could be the turning point because in order to win, tough decisions like these need to be made. And um, I'm anxious to see moving forward. Um, I've, I've, I said this before. I'll say it again. His performance, Doc Rivers' performance in the bubble was fireable. Yep. Um, the, Clippers the Clippers basically broke even with the Nuggets points-wise and were outscored in the Trez and Lou minutes. I mean, excuse me, the Trez and Jokic minutes by 50. They broke even with the Nuggets and lost the Trez and Jokic minutes by fifty. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like, and the, and given how important the center position was to this Clipper team, the way he handled Zoo, the way he handled Trez, um, literally cost them the series. And that's just that's just too much to overcome. And so, I didn't think this day would come. I'm open to it. I'm receptive to it, and I trust the front office to see where they go moving forward. Um, as we all, as we both have said, um, we won't know. We'll probably wake up from wake up to a Woj tweet like <laughs> a month and a half from now, out the blue, saying that so and so has been hired by the Clippers as their next head coach. So we'll see what happens. But I'm anxious to see it, and I trust the front office, and I trust that they will make a decision to put the Clippers in position to be right in the mix next year. Watch them make the hire the day that if it happens, the Lakers win the title. And so just to try and steal the news from the Lakers, do they make the uh, coaching hire the same day? That'd be funny. Uh, Justin, man, appreciate you doing this. Short notice. I appreciate you jumping on. No, thank you. Thank you. This was something that, um, this was, this is huge. This is huge. Um, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about in the coming days and weeks ahead as we see more turnover. Um, I'm of the opinion that if the Clippers um, move, moved on from Doc Rivers, then they are in they, that nothing's off the table. This is almost like Blake Griffin level. Like we, if they're going to move on from Doc Rivers, um, that means that, that the potential of moving on from anyone on the team, not named Kawhi Leonard, is on the table. So we'll see if and when anything happens. Agreed. And we'll, uh, we'll have you on, of course, when that hire happens. We'll get your take at some point during the offseason. So uh, thanks again, bud. No, thank you. Well, there you have it. We thought we were going to have a quiet couple of weeks. Not the case. Big thanks to Justin for joining. You can follow his stuff at, at LA Clippers Film on Twitter. Of course, you can follow me at BD Marcus. That's M A R C U S for the last name. And of course, at Hoopball Clips is the handle for the show. Please. If you get a chance, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, leave a review as well. It does help us a bunch. Before we say so long, did you check out the spread yet for that Lakers Heat series? 
the Lakers are massive favorites to knock off the Heat. I'm not so sure they should be favored by as much as they're favoring. Game one, I believe the spread is five points right now. The series, I think, is Lakers minus 320 or something like that. It is a big favorite for the Lakers. And I got to tell you, at my bookie, they want you to make money. Whether you think the Lakers are going to cover and you want to bet on the Lakers, or you think the Heat are going to pull off the upset, you want to take them as a money line underdog. You can do that because my bookie is live up to the minute odds and spreads on every sport you want to bet on. At my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. If you're new to it, follow our friends over at Hoopball Gaming. They've got you covered. They want you to win just like they do. Whether it's baseball playoffs that start tomorrow, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, the NBA Finals, Hockey just ended, but you could have bet on hockey during the playoffs. Premier League as well. Join today. My bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free wager. $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is enter the promo code HOOPBALL when signing up. That is the promo code HOOPBALL when signing up. Remember, at my bookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. All right, that does it for the show. Big thank you for joining us. We thought we were going to have a week off. Not the case at all. Instead, Had about 24 hours off. Let's see if we can do this one now for maybe three or four days before we get some big news. But we will be back whenever news breaks. Had to get this one out to you. The Instant Reaction Podcast with Justin Wilson. Big thanks to Justin. And of course, we'll be here throughout the entire offseason. I'm Brandon Marcus saying so long. Until next time, go Clips. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.